Wyatt. I almost started to say Westchester Eye on the Radio, but we're not Westchester Eye on the Radio anymore, people. We are now 914 Wired. And speaking about welcome back, today we have political pundit and rock climber and outdoorsman, Fred Colvert. Fred hasn't been on for a while, but Fred is on today because Fred's going to talk about an important issue in Westchester, which is the Bronxville, Bronxville Field club flooding issue. Fred's got a lot to say about it. Fred, welcome to the show. It's good to see you back, buddy. Glad to have you. Nice to see you. So, uh, Fred, I mean, you're never one who's lost for words. What's up with that club? So, I I think we should start years ago um, and talk about the history that Bronxville has. I am... when I moved to Westchester, actually from one place in Westchester to another, when I moved to Yonkers in 1989, um, I was a long distance runner. Um, and so I was very aware of all the running <laughs> runners and running issues. And an issue came up in, um, in 1991 after Bronxville built the track around the, uh, high school and and uh, they um, decided they were going to only allow 200 people who didn't live in Bronxville to run on the track and and they would charge them $200 and the reason they gave and this is always the reason with Bronxville is that people who aren't from Bronxville allowed profane urinate, park badly, everything. <laughs> every every it, social problem that could exist a, a, is from people outside everything. of Bronxville. So, right. so I don't remember exactly <laughs> the name of the person who filed the lawsuit. And it turns out that um, they used public funding to build the track. So immediately the judge ruled that they um, they had to open the track to all people because when you use public funding, you can't restrict the use of the facility. And th- this is typical of what Bronxville has done with everything. I have been uh, involved with the Scout Field, which is in Mount Vernon, the lower field, and the upper field in Yonkers. And in fact, if you look at the Bronxville site of their parks, they say it. But for years, they lied um, and said that the field was in Bronxville. Both fields were in Bronxville. And in uh, 1990, they built a baseball field. And then years later, they kept on upgrading the field. And um, the field is now, looks like... um, a minor league baseball field. It's got fences all around it, um, scoreboard, dugouts, um, enclosure for pitchers to warm up. It it literally looks like a minor league baseball field. When they finished this project with the um, scoreboard and all that stuff, um, they never did 
a CEQA, um, a State Environmental Quality Review Assessment. It was never done. The project was okay. Uh, was not challenged because it was championed by Gordon Burroughs, who said the field was in Mount Usk, the, the whole park was in um, Bronxville. It was also pushed by Astorino. Um, when I brought up and I called up Astorino's office, at first they said they were going to stop it, but then Gordon spoke to them and they didn't stop it. And um, so the bottom line is the county authorized it. They didn't author. They, they, in order to authorize it, they would have had to have the legislature vote on it. They couldn't just mm. do it. Astorino couldn't say, uh, do it. They never had an authorization by the Westchester County Legislature. And although the field itself was built mostly with private funds, prior to the final um, thing, they had water problems, which is the same thing we're going to talk about later. But Fred, and was it was it county parkland or not county? county it was county park. So how could county parkland have a construction project without the authorization of the county. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, let's say I don't understand either, except for Astorino was the um, county legislative county executive. Gordon Burroughs was the leader of the Republican Party. The, 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 the park is, wasn't even in his district. It was in Bernie Spreckman's district at the time. But do you, do you know how she was at that period? Where she was like maybe a little bit better than Diane Feinstein. She was really not competent. Mm -hmm. So she didn't raise a word. Um, and I don't know why it was done, why it was allowed to be done, uh, except for the Republicans controlled it and they were playing to their base. Wow. And... This went on. What happened was that Gordon then um, pushed for the upper scout field to be a to be a soccer field managed by Eastchester. So, so think about this: upper scout field is totally in Yonkers. At this point, the issue had been raised that that the lower scout field was in Mount Vernon, the upper scout field was in Yonkers. So he had to get permission. So he brought it up um, to the county, and um, I don't know if you know the process, but generally, uh, unless someone sees it's an infringement on their territory or their district, they get unanimous votes on everything. So he brought that up to the county legislator, and it was voted in and put in the budget. At, at that point, I got involved with, with this project, and um, I started this movement because I was able to get Latimer involved because Latimer had beaten Astorino. Right. And um, I met with him a few times. I sh uh, had some PowerPoint presentations. I, if you want, I can send one to you. But at this point, and it's he, about 2017. Oh, it's later. It's later. It's actually right after he, he first got elected. And um, he held off, and he held off, and he let the proposal expire. And so we stopped that project. But again, 
Um, but again, Fred, I need to yeah. understand the sequence here. What project stopped? Because by this time, the, the baseball project, field. To, they had actually put in the budget money to build this soccer field. Okay. Con baseball control. field is done. There's baseball a proposal for a soccer done. field. It doesn't move forward. Soccer field's done. The uh, project, unless it gets reinstated, they, they have to bring it up to the county. The, the fact that they built the baseball field and it brought out um, that the park was not in Bronxville made everything else difficult for them. They couldn't just play around with it. And plus, we, had, we have a Democratic uh, county executive now mm -hmm. um, who, who's really, who's really been good. But he has allowed them to keep the baseball field locked 12 months a year. Mm -hmm. So it is not available to anyone else except for the Bronx people that Bronxville let, lets in. It's, it's almost always baseball field. And I asked him, what, why is the field locked in winter? And one more time, because this is confusing. Yeah. The field... Is in Bronxville or it is not in Bronxville? None of the none of the park is in Bronxville. None of it's it's all in either Yonkers or Mount Vernon. The upper field is probably uh, Yonkers. Yonkers, the, and then the lower the, field is Mount Vernon. Correct. The baseball section is the upper field. Lower field. Lower yeah, field. I, I might add, Charlie, that that at one point I think there was some a Mount Vernon high school kids that needed that field for practice, and they couldn't yeah. practice because it was locked. It basically right. it was their field, but it was big footed. For in terms of better, it was, it was taken over by Bronxville when right. the kids in Mount Vernon, it was their field, rightfully. Right. So, so it's on it's on Mount Vernon property. And the point um, our dean is talking about the uh, Mount Vernon High School field was being renovated, mm -hmm. and so they were practicing in a parking lot, a high school, <laughs> a high school baseball team, and so. Bronxville wants nothing to do with anyone else. They want everything to be um, for them, about them. And um, I think our, I'm going to go to another topic about that, unless you want to continue. Um, no, no, but, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll bring, bring, so, bring in that other topic. Go so Ardina told me that Mary Marvin was going to be on and talk about um, the blue zone. Bro Brownsville being a blue zone, which right. means you have better uh, lifespan and better social conditions. And I'm sure she was going to claim because it was because we should of say Mary Marvin, mayor of Bronxville. Mayor of Bronxville, right. And I don't know if you've read the reports lately, but in the United States, if you have a college education, you have a longer lifespan. Mm -hmm. If you have a college education and you're rich, you have an even longer lifespan. It has nothing to do with Bronxville. It has to do with the people who live there being educated, well-educated, wealthy, and very wealthy. So, so it's, um, it's, it's an amazing thing that she was going to come on and take credit for it. I hope she's listening because she... she another incident with Bronxville that involved Mary Marvin was... Uh, Dorothy Brennan. Did you know her, Adina? I No, name does not ring a bell. Okay, she was the grand dam of women in, in uh, obviously women, in, in Westchester Democratic Party. And she is one who got me involved with much of this stuff. She stopped the catalpa trees from being cut on the, uh, on the uh, upper, upper field. 
And she got me involved where I stopped Bill Murphy, the former mayor of uh, Bronxville, who was in charge of the field, from cutting down tree after tree because his plan was to build a soccer field in cahoots with uh, Gordon. And in order to do that, they had to build trees. And so at the time, I, um, I called up Stan Motley, who was the commissioner of parks, and uh, he banned Murphy from coming to the field. But Mary Marvin was, uh, Dorothy Brennan challenged the tax situation in Bronxville, where all the old timers had special deals and paid less taxes. You could have a house with, um, that was 5,000 square feet, and your neighbor could have 2,000 square foot house, and they paid double your tax price. And Dorothy Brennan brought this up, and Mary Marvin lashed out at her. That's the kind of woman she is. Lashed out that Dorothy was doing something wrong by pointing out the inequity in the Bronxville tax system. So but, she, is, she is not in my list of favorites, uh, Mary Marvin. Well, which kind of brings us to, 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 to another topic today about the, um, the Bronxville, Bronxville Field Club, which is allegedly causing houses on the border in Mount Vernon, on the border of Bronxville, to flood, supposedly. And again, you know, there's, I, I, I don't have the, the, the engineering study, so I'm only going by what I read. Supposedly, there was a pipe going from the Bronxville Field Club, which is bringing water into the backyards and the basements of these people in Mount Vernon that live on that border. And they want the Bronxville Field Club to do something about it. And apparently nothing has been done to date. And these people still have flooding issues, the people in Mount Vernon. So what's the other... Fred, it's another one of these territorial situations where the Bronxville Field Club is located in Mount Vernon. They pay taxes and they pay taxes to Mount Vernon and the Mount Vernon City School District. So water is running off from this property, which has been in almost entirely paved over with parking lot and tennis courts. So there's not enough absorption. Water runs off and it runs into this overtaxed Mount Vernon sewer system, which is uh, antiquated and not built to handle the load, and backing up into people's houses that live in Mount Vernon in on the perimeter in proximity of the club. So, so unpack you, that one for us. Yeah. So, so this problem is not just Bronxville, Mount Vernon. This is everywhere. When you take away parkland, greenland, even just greenland in your backyard uh, and you put an impermeable sur surface brick you know concrete whatever the water doesn't get absorbed and it gets run off right and gotta go somewhere that's correct i actually predicted this um at the hearings for ridge hill when they mm. built the ridge hill project i said, <coughs> they said well it's only going to be a certain amount of runoff and i said no no that i'm not an engineer but just from reading what they were doing i could see that the runoff was going to be and it is a problem because you're taking away grass you're taking away um, a, a permeable surface and you're putting something impermeable so it turns out that um bronxville has 
put their water um, ducts in, into the uh, Mount Vernon system, and it was done before there were rules against it. Oh. And so Bronxville is, is, is not going to change anything because they did it legally when it was done. The question is, um, are they going to be allowed to build more parking spaces, more uh, tennis bubbles or whatever they want to build, and um, again, increase the runoff? And that's what Mount Vernon, the residents are fighting. The, the problem with Mount Vernon is was, all the previous mayors were awful. <laughs> I mean, really awful. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe how they, they didn't protect their constituents. And um, luckily, Patterson Howard, the mayor of Mount Vernon, is, is attempting to do a better job. So how do you remedy that, though? I mean, you've got people on once you you got people homeowners whose basements are getting inundated with water, and then you've got the Bronxville Field Club, where the source allegedly is coming from, but they're already grandfathered in. So That's when they had the pipes put in, the onus is not on the technically the onus is not really on the Bronxville Field Club. Is that? That's correct. That that's the problem. And, and Bronxville's not going to give an inch based on <laughs> everything I've said, unless there's a suit against them or a political mechanism to stop them from doing something more. In this case, the, um, the zoning board of Mount Vernon has to stop them from increasing the surface. That would, not, that would right. increase the runoff. And I got one for you. To yeah. make matters worse, that Bronxville Field Club is used as a place for political fundraisers. <laughs> so well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how you unravel this one. And it, I mean, look, it's easy to stand on the sidelines and say, obviously, the Bronxville Field Club has some responsibility to remedy this. But legally, I don't know if they can be held to it. It's a mess. At what point? At what point does like the morality of it take over? And somebody says, "Hey." We now have 17 tennis courts and a gigantic parking lot, and there's no opportunity for water absorption. Um, so we're going to, like, you know, put in a system to reroute the water. I mean, what what point does common sense take over? <laughs> does um, common sense overcome greed or self-interest? And it doesn't, and it is... I brought up the other issues with Bronxville to show you they don't care about anything except for Bronxville. And in, 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 in the case with taxes, only the established people. They are the most self-centered, greedy people in the world. And, and so in the, I say early 90s, I was walking my dog with a bunch of people at Upper Scout Field. And a woman came with her dog, and there were two women, they were walking, yep, and their friends. dog took a dump in the middle of Scout Field. And um, someone said, would you clean up your dog? And she said, clean up your uh, dog's poop. And she said, I'm from Bronxville. That was her answer. I'm from Bronxville. And, well, you know yep. me, I shouted out, 
I said, you're in Yonkers. And I said, and I will take care of that poop. It'll be on your windshield when you come back. Right. And she came back and cleaned. But th that's the attitude. And, and you're saying, are they going to retrofit something? I don't think so. So and I guess if I'm parsing out that story, notwithstanding the, the uh, unneighborliness of it, she understood that something was wrong. And she effectuated a remedy. That's what's not happening with that Bronxville Field Club, Fred. That's the problem. They know something's wrong. I mean, you can just see the pictures of the neighbors' houses where there's floods that, you know, I saw a picture. Um, David McKay Wilson had an article in Lohud fairly recently, about a week ago. Right. Um, and I believe he had a video clip on there on the online version of it where he showed the guy's house during a rainstorm. And it was, you know the height of a bumper of a car. Right. There's, yeah. It's feet of water. It's not yeah. inches. And, right. and that's the problem. But, but what you're saying, Charles, is that if you expect Bronxville to do something that doesn't cause them problem, that isn't their problem, they're not going to do it. There's, there's no altruism in, in the people of, of Bronxville. It's all about themselves. Anytime a road in Bronxville goes bad. They ask for Yonkers and Westchester to help pay for it. And they've gotten it. And it, I don't, it's almost like, you know, fool me a hundred times, but they they always get money from Westchester and from Yonkers when there's it. Anyway, it's a, yeah. close to, these, to the Yonkers. They'll help pay for it. So, well, then, so then who's in the position in Yonkers? To, what, what politician? What legislative body is in the position of Yonkers to say no? You're not going to get the money out of the from from, from Yonkers taxpayers. Who 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 makes that decision? Who puts their foot down and says no? You, you're going to have to figure it out. I don't know. There's only one person in Yonkers who calls all the shots, and he he calls every shot in Yonkers. Um, the day after election day, I was looking up for white smoke coming out of the chimneys of the churches to to say the lifetime position is continuing. Um, there's no one who's going to stop them in Yonkers because Yonkers has become a Spano party and the Spano party is so aligned with the Republican Party. So, Fred, I want to pivot and ask you a capstone question. Um, I published a uh, Substack article recently where I was talking about the potential for County Executive George Latimer to run against Jamal Bowman in the 16th Congressional District. What's your thinking on that race? Is it going to be a referendum on Israel? Is it going to happen at all? And if it happens, how does it play out? So, so the, the problem is that Democrats eat their own all the time. <laughs> Bowman has been very effective congressman. Um, he He's brought more money back that in one year than any year that Engel was a congressman. Second thing is that he's had so many open houses and Zoom calls. Um, it's been so effective. Engel was my congressman for, for many years. And um, I would write to him every single year, at least once, call him at least twice, <laughs> And say, when are you going to have a town hall meeting? When are you going to have yeah. something where we can ask you questions? Not only he didn't do it, I didn't ever got a response. So 
they used to say that Social Security was the third rail of politics. Well, not anymore. You can see people talking about restricting Social Security, raising the age that you can retire. The third rail of politics is Israel. And um, that's why Bowman had challengers in the last election um, with uh, Vitzak Gashi, who was supported by APAC and all the Jewish groups that see Israel as their priority, not the United States. And I predicted on your show, Ardina, if you remember, that um, Bowman was going to kill him, kill uh, Gashi. And, and it's, just, it's funny because Gashi has some baggage. Uh, you know, the stuff with the, the red thing. The, with uh, the, apartment, the apartment. The apartment. Yeah, it's unbelievable <clears throat> to me. So, so the, that's the only reason um, a lot of men may challenge him. But it's a bad, bad precedent. You have a, a congressman who's done stuff and who's fairly popular, uh, especially especially amongst the river towns. And, and yeah. you know, a lot of them is popular too. I'm not going to say he isn't. But this is Democrats creating a situation where they're going to be spend money, spending money, fighting themselves, changing the focus. It is... It is in my opinion, the worst thing that Latimer could do, and uh, I hope he, I hope he does it. If he wants to, I, I would like him to see. I like to see him run for governor. I'll, I'll be on his staff. To, and if he to, runs for Congress, will he win? Oh, if he, if he wins the primary, you mean? If he wins, will the, he, Well, it, that's one in the same question. Will he win okay, the primary? Okay, okay, that is a, that's a toss up right now. It, it's we have to see what happens in uh, the near future. Um, there's a lot of negative feedback for what's going on in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is taking some of the sting off of the people who said Israel's not doing the right thing. So mm. um, we have to see what happens in the near future. Netanyahu is screaming. He's as soon as this uh, this truce is over, he's going to re- he's going to continue bombing and uh, preventing goods from getting in. So we, we have to see. It'll be a tough time, right? It's not going to be close. I mean, I, I said he was right. going to win against Kashi. It will be a primary to watch. So, yeah. Fred Polvere, uh, political pundit of Westchester, thank you for being on 914 Wired. Okay. Ardina, want to take us out, talk a little bit about what we're going to do next? Well, we're going to have another guest next week. I'm trying to confirm that individual. And, uh, Fred, you will be back. We're going to have a special segment called Fred's Predictions. Because so far... <laughs> Just about everything you said would happen has happened. So That's I right. want to know. Ardina and, and Jamal. Yeah. Exactly. So, right. so tune in next week, folks, for another yeah. exciting episode or show, I should say, of 914 Wired. You've heard it here. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Fred. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.